All right, everybody. So today's episode of the Sam Sports Talk podcast is actually brought to you guys by Sweet Dreams Confections Company, which is voted as Delaware's number one chocolate and confectionery shop. So they're perfect for birthdays, holidays, or just any day. So guys, do me a favor. Treat yourselves some Sweet Dreams Confections today. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Sam Sports Talk Podcast. I think this is week 17, week seven of the second season, whatever. I don't remember. Boys, I don't. You guys know, remember what number it is? Like, we're rolling. You're awful at this, this. I don't know. You're, you're awful at this. This is every week, dude. Yeah, we'll check it back. Episode whatever. All right, yeah, whatever. I think it's seven, <laughs> 17, whatever. All right, so listen. This week, mix. I asked you guys on Instagram, on Snapchat, on all the different platforms, to give us questions for this week. So this week we're going to do a Q&A. So what we're going to do is we picked 11 questions from, I think it was 21 questions that you guys submitted. 21 different people submitted questions this week. Appreciate all the questions and all the support that you guys sent this week for us. So we're going to go over 11 of these questions. The other 10 I'm going to make a separate video about later in the week answering all of them. So without further ado, Let's get into the first question. The first question comes from Jeff Hill. And the question is, rank the NFC East quarterbacks. I'll go last. Which one of you guys wants to go first? I'll start this one first, I guess. Go ahead. Now, I, I got to ask, who is the Washington football team's starting quarterback? Who would go with that? I guess we say Heineke. Um, Heineke? Yeah, I guess because Haskins is gone. Alex Smith just got cut. So, I guess. I guess Heineke. I really would have liked that to be an Alex Smith, but yeah. Any, either way, uh, so if if we're ranking them, I'll, I'll go from I'll go from top to bottom. It's got to be Dak Prescott if he comes back. Number yep. one, Thank number you. two, I'm putting <laughs> that's if he comes back when he gets his like eighty million. Oh my whatever. god, dude, he has so much. <laughs> then after that, I'm putting Danny Dimes. Okay. Ooh. Then I'll go Jalen Hurts, I guess, and then Heineke fourth. But third and fourth can really be flip-flop for me, if you ask nicely okay. enough. Okay. All right, Bush. Is that ahead. awful? Uh, I think, yeah, I'm also going to get Dak Prescott one, assuming that he comes back. That yeah. The leverage that that guy has, honestly, right now is incredible. I mean, he's just the like, clear-cut number one. Like, there's uh, not like really- he is asking for Mahomes' money, apparently, and that is the type of leverage he has right now. So, I, I'm still going to go Prescott one, assuming that he comes back. I'll go Danny Dimes, too, though. I, I don't like Jalen Hurts at all. I think Danny Dimes at least has a little bit better accuracy. And then Jalen Hurts, I'm I'm actually – I'll put I'll put Hanky there. I'll put Hanky at three because I, I like what I saw from him. I mean, honestly, dude, he put up the best performance – Besides Aaron Rodgers, QB wise versus the Bucks defense in the playoffs, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I don't know if he could recreate that or turn that magic into like a full season. That'd be something to look out for. I'm going with Jalen Hurts last. I saw a stat that that dude like threw 59 percent in a clean pocket. That's awful. The Eagles, <laughs> the Eagles like yeah, I, I'm. I mean, the NFL average, like, completion percentage, I'm pretty sure it was, like, 68% last year. Like, it keeps going up. Like, quarterbacks keep, like, breaking this record. And Jalen Hurts threw 59% in a clean pocket. He didn't really have a full sample size, though. 
Not a full sample size, absolutely. He'd have like, a season's worth, but it's still it, bad. I mean, but that team definitely doesn't have weapons either. I, I don't know. I'm still going to put them last. I'm with that. Like I said, those two for me were interchangeable, which is sad, but it, you could go either way. Yeah, because Heineke was what? He was like a math teacher or something? Uh, or he was like a student? He played like a stud, so I, I, I'll, yeah. give him, uh, I'll give him the, the three spot. He turned into a fan favorite after that Tampa Bay mm-hmm. game. Everybody <laughs> loved that dude yeah. in one week. No, nah, I mean my my list is going to be the same as Luke's. I think Dak Dak is the clear number one. I, honestly, I think it's a clear number one and clear number two. Like J- Jalen Hurts and Heineke are like just a class below the two above. I mean, I don't think Danny Dimes is near what Dak Prescott is, but I'm 100 percent taking Dak Prescott one. I'm taking Danny Dimes two. I'm going to take Hurts at three, even though I think he's bad. But I don't. I mean. Heineke had one game. Like, I can't sit here and put this guy over Jalen Hurts, who played, what, three, four games in the NFL, had two decent games. I I, I can't put Heineke over him. I'm going to put Hurts at three. So, even though he's bad, like, I, I think Jalen Hurts is a bad quarterback. Strictly for like, that Saints game is why Jalen Hurts made it above. I just I just flipped it, too, because, like, even though you had small sample size with Heineke, what do we have with Hurts four games? yeah. But it's a I, mean, I mean, both are kind of still a small sample size. I just saw – I think Jalen Hurts had a better best game. Like, I thought against Arizona, he played extremely well. Okay. And the Saints? Yeah. And, and versus the Saints as well, yes. But I, I don't know. I just still think what Heineke was able to do versus that Bucks defense is incredible. If, if this is Alex Smith we're talking about, he's th- he's three. Yeah, I say he's two. Like dimes. Yeah, I would still take Alex Smith. I know, like I'm, I'm probably still going off of Alex Smith of old. Like I, but you definitely have to factor in that injury as well. So two and three would be interchangeable for me if Smith was the guy. Okay, but I, so I you're set him. on on Jalen Hurts at the bottom. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I respect it. Fair enough. <laughs> I respect it. I mean, he's he's bad. He's he's a bad quarterback. Like I, I think the Eagles made a terrible mistake getting rid of Wentz. So. Um, I think we're gonna get into this later because this is another one of the questions. But I think it's something they had to do. I don't really think they had a choice. Oh no! You know, yeah, like, they had to do it. I agree. I think I think they should. Like I don't just want... just save it. Just save it. Yeah. Save All right. Yeah. We'll save it. Save it. Save it. Save it. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to the second question. The second question is, will Russell Wilson be traded? This question was sent in by Ant, Nick Loader, and Dylan. So who wants to go first on this one? I'll go. Luke went first last time. Um, I think the Seattle Seahawks would be out of their mind to get rid of this guy. Like, I don't understand how bad the situation is there, but from – what I keep like seeing, I saw posts that came out the other day that said Seattle's front office is kind of unhappy with how everything has played out so I far. And I don't, well. I don't know if that means like with just how everything turned out in the media, like how the rumor got out in the first place, like how he got a list of teams like out of there, like who was leaking that. So maybe they're upset about that, but I, I don't know. You don't trade a top five QB in the NFL. You just no. don't do it. Like, and it's like it doesn't happen ever. So like I I just see your team always being a playoff team if you have Russell Wilson. 
And that team has been bad for a couple of years. Maybe that's why he wants out. I would love to see him possibly come to the Cowboys. But you're giving all your money to Dak Prescott, dude. Yeah, yeah. for us. But I ain't hating on Dak either. I just think the opportunity to get a top five QB, it doesn't happen often. And I I would never let him go. He would be the one player I would sign consistently. You know, I honestly don't think that that trade would be that bad. Like if to the Cowboys, if you did a for both teams. If you did a, if you did a Russ for Dak swap, obviously you throw. The a pick problem in. is the contract because Dak isn't signed to anything, and I'm pretty sure Russ has a a multi year deal that he's on. Yeah, right now, if, if I'm if they get Dak out and you bring in somebody like Russell Wilson, I don't know how the money would work out, but I guarantee you that. Seattle would throw an offer at Dak, and Dak would be like, "All right, like we're reju- like I'm with a new team, like we're rejuvenated, like whatever." Like, oh yeah, I they would pay. He would stay. So I think he would love DK Metcalf. That's what I'm saying. Like, I I think that swap makes sense. I think it's gonna happen. What were what were the three other teams? I saw Chicago. I think Oakland. And yeah, I don't think other team? either of those teams. Wouldn't you love to see Russell Wilson on uh, New Orleans? Yeah, it's see, would he be capable with that offense? Like, I, I want to see Deshaun Watson play for New Orleans. Like, but that's not going to happen because they're going to stick with Drew Brees. Yeah, but that's another thing. Like, the Houston Texans are being so stubborn on trading this man because of how good he is. You just don't trade away your like franchise quarterback, right? And these right. guys are clearly franchise quarterbacks. Like, they are. They're they have elevated their team to a Super Bowl, to the playoffs, to multiple AFC whatever titles and you just don't trade those guys. Those guys are hard to find. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely know. agree. There's, there's no way in my opinion that this, that he goes anywhere. I, yeah. I would be shocked, but the fact that he actually came out and there's like a set number of teams that he said he would go to makes it almost seem more realistic. I still don't think it's going to happen. But there's a difference between like trade rumors and then him openly saying, "I'm ready to go if these teams want me." You know yeah. what I mean? That seems a little different to me, but I still don't think he goes anywhere, especially to a team like the Bears. That I just don't think that's going to happen, which everyone seems to be hyping up. No, at the end of the day, like my my final verdict on this question is, I don't think it's going to happen. But at this point, honestly, I would not be surprised if it happened just because of the amount of news that's been coming out about it. Like, you would have thought that Seattle would have shut this up. Like, the first instant that this came out, like, I'm shutting this story down immediately. I'm like, yo, like, Russ, like, we're not trading you. Like, you know, we're going to commit the future to you, whatever. Like, we're going to get some more pieces, something. But the fact that this is – it's been, like, two weeks since this news broke, and more and more is starting to come out about it. Like, Bus was saying earlier – about the Seahawks front office, like complaining about this stuff. Like I, I would have shut this news down. Like it would have been gone out of the water, like whatever. I would not be surprised if this deal happens, but I don't think it's going to happen at the end of the day. Nah. So that's, that's the final verdict. All right. So the next question, this is like a two, it's like a two part question. Um, so I'll do the, I'll, I'll read out the first part of the question, then we'll do the second part of the question after that. So the first part of the question is, who is going to be the biggest underdog in the NBA playoffs this year? This question comes from the editor, Tom Hamilton. Tom, thanks for sending in the question, brother. Um, I don't really have an answer for this right now. Do you guys have any thoughts on this? 
Uh, I'm going to go Utah Jazz. Uh, I understand that they're first place in the NBA right now, but going into the season, I don't think anybody would have expected what that team has been able to do. And I think the doubts are still kind of there. And we, when everyone's still been kind of making their like finals predictions, you still see kind of the same teams, both of the LA teams and then Nets, Milwaukee, uh, sometimes Celtics. I don't know. The East is bad right now, but I still don't think that people believe that this Utah team is legit. And I, I, I think they are defensively, offensively. And I think Donovan Mitchell might be able to take his status from a star to a superstar in the playoffs this year. If that team is able to make a deep playoff run. Okay. Okay. I, I don't know, bro. Like the, the jazz right now scream to me, 2015 Atlanta Hawks. Like it screams it out to me right now. Like you're a regular season. Champion. Yeah. But that, but that's, that's it right there. That's the doubt that I'm talking like, about. Like no, this team I, has. That's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. I'm sleeping. Like they're going to have that, a high seat yeah. though, to be honest. hundred like, percent. They're, they're going to be first, second or third. Um, so my team, my team is a team that I predicted to have the third seed in this year's playoffs. And they have come out with the slowest start of all time. I think this team and the Boston Celtics are probably the two most disappointing teams in the NBA, as far as our expectations for them were before the season started. I'm going with the Dallas Mavericks because they're probably going to end up with like a seventh seed when realistically this year, we all thought they were going to make a jump to a three, four seed. Um, I just think this team has a ton of potential. Obviously, with Luka and Porzingis, there's so much you can do. They're still trying to figure out. They're still trying to figure out their new pieces and how everybody's going to fit in. Like it's, they've gradually looked better as the season has gone on, but they started so bad that their their seating right now is terrible. They're on a little bit of a run now, though, aren't they? Yes. That's what I'm saying. Luka's been on a tear. Yeah. The past couple. (laughs) Yeah. So I, but I don't think they're going to finish well enough to end up having a three, four seed. I think they're going to end up with like a seven, eight and they will probably win a first round series, not against the one seed. If they, if they get the Clippers, if they get the Clippers, or even the jazz in the first round series, I am taking the Mavericks. Like with a healthy Porzingis, I'm taking the Mavericks. So that's my team. Luke, do you have a team for this one? Uh, Kinda. I'm gonna go on the same page as Boss on this one. Um, I'm gonna say the Suns. And okay, I like that one. They're they're really they're second hot in the West, right? They're, like I said, they're really yeah, hot right so. now, and they're killing it. But like you said, Boss, you still don't hear them in when people start talking about deep playoff runs or NBA championships. They they're out of the questions, and I and especially going into the season, I thought like we kind of were dancing around whether they'd be good. And they've kind of been like an underdog showing out. Mm-hmm. So I think that's that's who I'm going to go with for that. Okay. All right. So let's move on to the second part of the question. The second part of the question is who is going to be the underrated, like our underdog team in the NFL regular season next season that's like just makes a run? In the NFL season? Yeah. Oof. That was tough. I think it's a tough question. Especially I want to know where these, where these quarterbacks land. That's what. Yeah, that's, that's a big thing. Um, that's what it's going to come down to. You know, I got a team. I got a team, uh, and I think Dallas Cowboys. No, absolutely not. <laughs> that's the hottest team in football. No, I'm going to Colts. Yeah. I'm, I am going with the Indianapolis Colts. 
Yeah, we love the Colts on here. I yeah, we, 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 we love the Colts. I think, we should. I think the Colts are very underrated. I think they're very underrated. I think they get one more one more piece. I think if they get one more wide receiver, if they sign Allen Robinson, I am begging for the Colts to sign Allen Robinson. Like, if they grab Allen Robinson, they could win a Super Bowl. You and me both, brother. They you could win both. a Super Bowl. Like, I have a lot of faith in Carson Wentz. I think Carson Wentz is a solid quarterback. I think he'd be a top 10 quarterback in the league with the right pieces around him. Obviously, right now he's back with Frank Reich. He got that offensive line cooking, like – if they add one more wide receiver, I think they have a run to a Super Bowl. I love where your head's at. Yeah. I love where your head's at. <laughs> Either Al Robinson or Kenny Galladay completes that offense for me. And I think oh, we're in a very good spot. The Dallas Cowboys signed Dak Prescott to a friendly deal, finally fixed that defense, and take their head out of their own ass. Then we might be the underdog of the No, East. listen, I, I can give you that one, though. Like, But that's a lot. I don't think yeah. the going to be able to get all that done in one offseason. No, I don't think it's no. going to happen either. No. <laughs> well, I, I got I got a team here, and it might okay. not be like a drastic underdog, but how about the Cardinals? Oh yeah, I think that's a good one. How about the Cardinals oh, picking up JJ Watt, just helping that de- defensive line? The defensive line is is fantastic. Right. They have a great offense if and Kyler Murray can continue taking taking that next step. A full year of Kyler Murray playing at a high level last year. I don't see him regressing anything. And just giving him more experience is only going to make him play better. And if that team continues to play the way they were and then can get rid of some of these losses that they shouldn't be taking, there's no reason they can't go into, I think, not a deep, deep playoff run, but they can definitely win a playoff game or two, I think. Especially adding J.J. Watt helps big time. Um, I just – we're going to talk about this later. We're going to talk about the J.J. Watt thing. I just – that division is so stacked at this point. Like – that is 110% the best team in football. If the 49ers are healthy, they're the first or second best team in that division. Like, and they were bottom of the division last year. Like they what were, if Deshaun Watson goes there? If Deshaun Watson goes to the Niners, they will win a Super Bowl. <laughs> Guarantee. Stamp it. I mean, that team, if it like, stays healthy with Deshaun Watson, is it would be, be amazing. Mean. Um, but at they, this point, it doesn't receiver. Look, at this point, it doesn't look like they're gonna move off of Jimmy G, which I hate. Like well, they I, paid him. Dude, it's huh. kind of hard to move him. They paid him a ton. Yeah, it's kind of hard to move him. Patriots, they would have to give up so much. They would have to give up so much of a team that is already kind of like everyone's there. They're just missing that one piece to kind of regress so much. It's kind of hurt him, I think. Right, yeah. No, I, I don't know. It's tough. I just think that division is like stacked. So, I just – I think it's going to be – It is. Cardinals. Yeah. It definitely is. Um. All right. So, let's move on to the next question, the fifth question. This is coming in from Dylan and Kevin Brooks. This question is asking about our thoughts on the Carson Wentz trade and the state of the Philadelphia Eagles. They suck. They're trash. Like, what is there for me to say? They traded Carson Wentz for a bag of chips. Like, they ruined the Carson Wentz situation. Um, I just – they have so many holes right now. They have so many holes right now. Like, they they have issues everywhere. What the hell are they going to do? It's a full like, rebuild. They got a full yeah. rebuild going on in Philly at this point. You have to. There's there's nothing. They're screwed. Who do they build off of at this point? Really? On that team, who do they build on? Jalen Hurts. Garth. Fletcher Cox. Right. Old. Like, yeah, more, it's like, not going to happen. Me too. Like, come on. From the Colts standpoint, I couldn't be happier about this trade because giving away a third is obviously nothing realistic. Right. And I get the conditional first. But if that 
turns into a first for the Eagles, that means this Carson trade has more than paid dividends for yeah. the Colts. Mm-hmm. It was such a safe, secure trade for us that I it's I loved it. It's perfect, you know, and I just don't understand it. I don't get it at all where the Eagles what happened because that organization did everything it seemed like to keep him mm-hmm. and then got rid of him. Why are you getting rid of Doug? Why are you bringing in this new guy that you want to fix Carson? You doing all this, keep Howie there, let him have his guy or whatever he wants, his puppet, and then you get rid of the quarterback he's supposed to come in and save? It, it doesn't make any sense to me. I just think the Eagles organization took every wrong step when dealing with Carson Wentz, Absolutely. like throughout the entire time that he was there. Um, so even after you guys win the Super Bowl, if you have injury concerns, why do you give him that deal? What? Why couldn't you do what the Cowboys are kind of doing right now? Because, I mean, obviously it's not like the greatest situation with the cap, but like, hear me out. He still has, I think, two years left on his rookie contract after he – because he was a first round pick. So you get what, five years, Yeah, four years with the fifth round or fifth year option. And he still had two more years left out on that deal. Let him play out. If, if there is injury concerns or even concerns that he's your quarterback of the future, don't reward this man with four years, 130 million. I think it was. Yeah. And then like not build around him. They didn't. Instead, you guys, kept a quarterback that's going to create controversy behind him that the city loves because it just brought, he just brought you their first Super Bowl, right? and you go out and finally get rid of him and then stab him right back in the back by drafting a quarterback when the dude needs a receiver. And like their drafting choices are like, obviously have been poor. Like it's well known that they've been extremely bad at, at drafting. I just don't know how much worse they could have like handled that entire situation with Carson. Like where did it go so wrong? I don't know, man. It's weird. It's it's a weird situation. Um to be completely honest with you guys, when I look at this trade like as a neutral, like obviously like I'm not a fan of either of these teams. When I look at this trade as a neutral, realistically, I think this trade's a win-win for both teams because realistically if Carson Wentz pays out for the Colts, they get that conditional first-round pick, right? The Eagles get that first-round pick, which they need because they need the full rebuild. The third-round pick is whatever, right? Carson Wentz works out for the Colts. Eagles get a first-round pick. I get to win-win either way. They needed Carson off the books. I think they probably could have gotten more out of him, even though, like, they literally came out and were asking for a Matt Stafford-like package for Carson Wentz, and that is nowhere near what they got. Um. But I, when I looked at, at this objectively, I think this is a win-win trade for both teams. So yeah, it, it definitely is I, in, in a sense. But, like, you mentioned something about getting them off the books. You're right, but they're still taking the biggest cap hit ever yeah. for a single year. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, they got them off the books, but you're still paying a big old chunk of that. Right. And you're right. They, they, they needed him to go. And for what they could have gotten, I guess they got – an all right deal because it sounds like we were the only ones even offering anything. Probably, yeah. So to yeah, get was... what they got is probably good for them. But just the fact that they had to do this in general and the whole situation it's... was brought up, it's terrible. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I'll take it. It's I don't. For me. I don't think it's a good trade for the Eagles <laughs> at all because 
Really? Out of everybody in this situation, they kept Howie Roseman, who's a terrible drafter. Oh, uh, yeah. So what yeah, is he that wasn't leaving. Pick? He wasn't yeah, but leaving. what is that first round pick even going to be? If the Colts make the playoffs, then mid-20s, possibly and, high 20s if he makes a, a, a decent playoff run. Yeah. But, and then they're probably going to blow it drafting – Jalen Rager went obvious choice. <laughs> I think they'll be bad enough that their first round pick would be like like they'll get a top five pick next year. Like they're gonna be terrible. So plus like they get like a four and like a twenty four. Like I think it's all right. It's not that bad. To start a rebuild, like and they got and they, the draft this year too. They need the pick. So, they, they need they need that. It needs for Carson Wentz to work out. I don't they need that first pick so bad. I don't they need that first rounder. Like when I look at the Eagles, like I don't want them to draft another quarterback and then put Jalen Hurts in that situation. But like realistically, bro, like Jalen Hurts is not good enough. Like I don't do know you if think they take it six. I don't know if they're just gonna stick with Jalen Hurts for like one, two years, like get everything figured out, like get the defense built back up, like get the offensive line back to where it needs to be, and then take a quarterback, or if they're just straight up gonna trade for Nick Foles this offseason and just go with that. So, because I could see that happening. At least get the fans excited about That's getting what I'm the saying. Like, back, something going. Yeah, I could see. It I think happening. they'd take a QB at six. Honestly, no, they can't. They no, can't. they cannot. They can't. No, because if they I, take anyone not named Jamar Chase or Devontae Smith, Philly is going to burn to the ground. Stupid. But stupid. dude, what if that? What if that Wilson guy falls? Apparently, this this dude's no. fantastic. There's no way he's going to fall between the four other teams that need quarterbacks between them. No. There's no way. I think the Dolphins are taking a QB, by the way. At three? I, I think they still take I, Devontae Smith. I think they're taking – I still hope they trade for – Deshaun. Uh, Watson, yeah. But they know. don't need to, though. Yeah. Yeah, but they could. I don't think two is – I don't I don't think two is a real deal. I just – I don't I don't think he's that great. I mean – but that's like making that trade though for Deshaun Watson because he might he played well but not well enough. You're giving up a lot on oh well he might not be really good. Like two is still got a little yeah. bit of time I think before they really. Jump yeah, but we know in. Deshaun is really good. Yeah, but they might have a Deshaun player. In the he, draft, you're saying? No, no, I'm saying no, with with Tua. But say Tua. we can't we can't sit here and say Tua played bad. No, we can't say that. So there, I just seeing like giving away what the three first rounders your entire future mm-hmm. when you might have a guy that is a playoff quarterback right in front of you right now. It seems strange to me. I don't know why yeah. you would do that. All right, we'll we'll see. That, that there's a lot of developments I got to happen with this kind of stuff, uh, especially with the trades and everything. We were outside of the Wednesday. We really haven't had anything crazy going. Just we we haven't had the draft yet, so it's like it's tough. Um, so. Let's talk about a major signing that happened this week, though. So I'm going to go first on this one. Um, The question is, what are your thoughts on J.J. Watt to the Arizona Cardinals? This one was sent by Dylan and Anthony. All right. (sighs) Hear me out, okay? They gave him, what, $23 million a year? Is it only only a one-year deal? No, I think it's two or three. It's two, $31 million, I'm pretty sure. Okay, and – J.J. Watt's 37? No, I don't think he's that old. He's 36. He's up there. Man's 31 years old. You're lying. I'm not. Yeah, March 26th. 31? 32 in like 20 days. Yeah, he's 31. 
LeBron is his, that dude's father. Uh, yeah. Um. All right. Never mind. I'm I'm gonna take back what I was gonna say, bro. I'm gonna take because <laughs> I was wait, gonna, wait, 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 wait. What were you gonna say though? Because I might kind of agree with you. I was gonna say that I think I was gonna say that I think he's washed, and I think this signing is a little bit overrated. Oh, okay. Maybe, maybe not to that ex- full extent, but I, I have some concerns. Definitely, I have concerns. Yeah, that's, but that's me, like, like flat out, like, like straight up reaction. But when I look at it in a different light, like, it's a good signing. I just don't think. I just, I, I don't know. Like, I'm just, I'm not a huge fan of it. I so. think JJ Watt, like definitely isn't the player that he once was, but he still is a fantastic player. I would still take him over a bunch of defensive linemen in the NFL, like given a chance, definitely. And the only thing that concerns me is still his injury history. That that dude has had three back surgeries. Yeah. And I think a back injury, especially in football, is one of the worst things that an athlete could have happen to him, Mm. given like – how physically demanding the sport is. So the only concern I have is like, are we signing this guy to play for us? Like hundred percent of the snaps, probably not like he's going to come in and hopefully try to make some plays in the time that he has there. But the injury concern is a big one to me. I, I mean, I don't think, I don't think they're bringing him in. Like you said, I'm with you on, they're not bringing him in to play every down on second and third downs, third and longs. He's going to come in. I just, I like the signing a lot actually, because like you said, there's not a whole ton of defensive linemen. I would pick above JJ Watt right now with the injury concerns. I understand. No, absolutely I get not. it. I totally get that. But I just, that defense was already not, not great, but already okay. Like they were doing okay for a while, mm-hmm. and I just think bringing him in as an extra complement to Chandler Jones, who's a stud, and he doesn't have to be the guy like he has been. You know what I mean? I think that puts him in a perfect role to put him into those second and longs, third and longs, and let him do exactly what he's best at: not playing every down and just going after the quarterbacks. So I really like the signing. I think he's going to play well. All right, now that I'm listening to you guys, I can kind of understand. So, I just, like, my my initial reaction was, like, all right, like, let's not gas this. Like, the, my biggest thing is the injury. Like He's 45 the, years the, old. Like, my, my, <laughs> my, my biggest thing is the injury thing. Like, you just – if he can stay on the field, fantastic signing. Right? But, like, if he gets hurt again like he has so many times. I, it's a waste. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Point through mil guaranteed, bro. Like, that's a lot of money. But happy for him that he got out of Houston. Oh, so happy for him. Oh, yeah. 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 Houston like, you know, no player should have to spend his entire career in that dumpster fire. No. Now, Deshaun Watson needs to get out, too. So, yeah. Yeah, he'll let's go. Get, let's get him moving. He'll go. <laughs> I need some news, bro. Like, what's up? I'm tired, of, I'm tired of looking at him in my division, to be honest. Been real with you. quiet. <laughs> All right. So, let's move on to the next question. This one is sent in from Kevin. And, Bush, uh, I'm just going <laughs> to say oh this God, one is for dude. you. Um, so, let me read this question out real quick. Are Cowboys fans legally insane? The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. This man speaks at a third grade level and is talking to me about a dictionary and a definition. 
I, I just like I did. I don't even want to like answer this question because I don't feel like I am that Cowboys fan. Like, when do you ever see me come on here and be like optimistic about the Cowboys? Like, I'm so. Can I ask you the hottest team in football is? <laughs> yeah, and I was mad about it. Was I not? They were winning games when I was trying to right. lose, dude. Right. They were, dude. We went from like the fucking third spot <laughs> to the tenth spot. And it it was awful, and I had to I had to sit there and watch us just constantly keep winning and then possibly win the NFC East. We almost got into the playoffs in the very no, last week. Of there was a part of you that loved it, though. There was a part of you that loved it. You were definitely I had, I, no. I would have to see my team get smacked in the playoffs at a home game too. It would just be more embarrassing to see Andy Dalton represent the Cowboys in a playoff game. Andy Dalton. <laughs> Because you know what would have been worse, too? If Andy Dalton won that. Because then I would have had to hear, oh, this man's better than Tony Romo. He's He's got already got after. You know, like, it's just like a never-ending cycle. I'm never happy about, like, the Cowboys. They always disappoint me, and I understand that. So I just don't understand this question. <laughs> just yeah, sadness. I, you're not one of those Cowboys fans, but, like, there is – there's a large community of Cowboys fans that are like brain dead. I but, feel like that's true about every franchise, though. Like, are you serious? Have you heard Eagles fans talk? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, no one's denying that. No one's denying no. that. It's just with those like such polarizing franchises, like you always say it, like the Cowboys are the most talked about team every mm-hmm. year because yeah. of the Dude, Cowboys. It's so annoying. We were like legit last in the NFC East for majority of the season and every single Monday, every single Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, they talk about them. And it's like majority of their segments. It's like Cowboys, LeBron, and then that's it. Cowboys and LeBron. You, that's like first poor thing. All those primetime games must have been terrible for you to watch. I don't get any. None. It is pretty bad to watch your team consistently lose in primetime. Winning in. 0-3. It's kind of <laughs> <laughs> oh, and four now, actually, because of this year. Winning in. <laughs> That's tough. That's real yeah, tough. That, yeah. Hello, right. Darkness, my old friend. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's move on to this next question. Uh, this question was sent in by Jacob. Um, so how good will the Philadelphia Phillies be this year? Are these questions just, like, directed at me? No. (laughs) You guys want to see me get angry. That's what it is. No, dude. (laughs) Honestly, dude, the Phillies is actually one of, like, the teams that I like that I'm kind of optimistic about every year, and that's pretty upsetting. I think the Phillies' offense is fantastic, to be honest. I think the Phillies have, like, the ability to put up four to five runs a game and that could win you a a ton of ball games Mm -hmm. but the problem is obviously still the bullpen we did make a couple of key signings but looking at our division as well would any of us here say that the phillies are the best team in that division not even close close, would you say they're the second best team in that division yeah i i could argue they're they might Probably be the not. worst team it, in the division. They're, they're not they the could worst, be the worst think. team in that division. Oh, they could be the worst and I think they could be very good. Yeah. Honestly. It, it, it's just the reality of the situation, too. Like, they're not playoff ready with that bullpen. No, it's like – it's not like the – they're not a bad team. They 
they are right now in a very unfortunate situation where they play in the best division of baseball. Like the Braves just went to the NLCS. The Mets traded for Lindor and Carrasco, and they were already stacked. Like, could have gotten uh, Bauer too. Huh? Could have got Bauer. Yeah, they could have got Bauer. Like, that was tight. Yeah. Um, Marlins made the playoffs last year. Who am I missing? The Nationals. The Nationals, Nationals won a World yeah. Series two years One, ago. Two years like, ago. Like, that. That is the best division in baseball, like by a mile, and they could be the worst division. They could be the worst team in that division, simply based off of how good those other teams are. If the, if you put them, if you put those boys like the NL Central, they're like a second, third place team, right? But in the NL East, absolutely not, absolutely not. Like for for me, I'm going like they're like the fourth best, fourth, fifth best team in a division, just based yeah. on the competition around them. So and I still think they could be a, a a very good team. Like I I see the Phillies towards the end of the year kind of being in the conversation, but ultim ultimately not having enough to get there. Yeah. That's like, it. I think I think both wild cards will come out of that division. Like the third place team in that division will make the playoffs. So Yeah, that division's crazy good. They can sneak in like if the yeah, I mean honestly, bro, like if I was gonna predict that division right now, I'd probably put them fourth. Yeah, I think the Mets win. I think the Mets win the yeah, division. I think, no, I think the Braves win. I think the Braves win it. I think the Mets get that first wild card, uh, and then the Nats get that second wild card, and I think the Marlins finish bottom. I am happy that they finally signed JT so we can like stop worrying about that. He is locked up, so that was a that huge, makes, huge. I don't know how. That it's just like, honest. it's just like an annoying storyline too. Like the dude wanted to play in Philly. Like, if you want these other players to possibly come and play for your team one day, like I, I feel like you handled that situation poorly. Yeah, I think, that. I think signing JT though helped out in like, obviously it's great because he's probably the best catcher in baseball, and yeah. he wanted to go there. But it also helped out on the fact that them signing him was such a fan appreciated thing mm-hmm. that they cannot get not get away with, but them not making these huge moves or doing anything like making some big splashes. The fan base is like, all right, well, we got our guy that we really, really wanted in JT. Now that kind of like puts the pressure off a little bit because if they would have let him walk and done nothing else, especially with that bullpen, there would be all these questions about, like you said, being one of the worst teams in the division. Plus the fan base is going to have so much animosity going into the season that it's just another thing that's just going to pile on. We all know how Philly fans are. Yeah. That's going to be all you hear about. Yeah. So now that kind of gave them a little bit of wiggle room on what they're doing right now. I think the, the JT thing kind of lets them slide a little bit. Definitely does. Especially the fan base. Like, but like if they wouldn't have brought his ass back, Philly probably would have been up in flames. So especially with the problems they already have in the bullpen. Right. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I think they're the fourth best team in the division. So bottom line on that one. All right. So let's go to the next question. NBA finals prediction. I'm going to go first. I'm going to stay packed on my regular season prediction. I'm going Lakers Sixers. Uh, at this point, the Lakers are the second seed in the Western conference. Sixers are the first seed in the Western conference or the Eastern conference. Um, two of the best teams in basketball. Lakers have been playing without Anthony Davis. Joel Embiid is going to win the MVP this year. I don't care what anybody else says. Um, so, yeah, that's mine. It's real short and 
short, sweet, and simple for you guys. Like, I don't – that's where I'm at. So, you guys can feel feel free. I don't really I have mean, much to go off on this one either. I kind of – I kind of – I'm with you on the on the east. I definitely want to say Philly gets there. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, I'm with you 100%. I think Joel beats the MVP, and I think Philly is going to get there. But with the West, I'm just a little bit more hesitant on the Lakers just because the couple games that I've watched them without Anthony Davis and even with Anthony Davis right before he got hurt, that, that just looked like a beatable team to mm-hmm. me. So I don't have a definite answer for you on who I think is going to come out of the West like I do with the East. But I think the Lakers are very beatable. Um, I, mean, I, could, I can agree with you to an extent, to be honest. I'm going to kind of switch it up. Um, I feel like the safe answer, obviously, is the Lakers, but I would – I'm going to go with the Clippers. I think they actually make a deal at, at the trade deadline here coming up to try to get more help and make a run. But I'm going to say Clippers, and I'm going to stick with my original team that I picked, Milwaukee. I just think, like, when Giannis is not going to be talked about, like how he has been in the years past with all the pressure – of being like the number one seed and like, Oh, Giannis has to make the finals. He probably won't even be MVP this year. So that pressure will be off of him and he'll be able to possibly take the next step to the NBA finals. Can Giannis win that finals game though with that team? I think Giannis can win any seven game series. He's just needs to develop an outside shot still a little more. I just, I, I just, I don't think the bucks are good enough. I, I, I think there are, two teams that are better in the books, maybe even three when the Celtics are on their shit. So I I just, I don't know, man. Like I, I sleep on the books. I, I don't, that team has not shown me enough to the point where I can be like, all right, like you guys can go to the finals. Like Celtics are my best overrated team. In, in yeah. Basketball. I think they're trash and right I, now. Yeah. They're terrible. Like, but like, I'm still, I'm taking the Sixers over the Bucks. I'm, I'm taking the Nets over the Bucks, even though I have serious issues with the Nets. Like, but yeah, I'm I'm going with the Sixers, man. Like that's they're they look fantastic right now. I'm surprised nobody said the Nets. Honestly, I thought somebody. Um, I would think say the Nets. The thing if if the Nets make a deal for a big, um, for a big or like a really decent wing defender, I think that that increases their chances. But right now, like Kyrie, what do you Harden, even offer? Huh? What do you even Drummond, offer? Drummond. Drummond might go there. Like they, they might end up buying out Drummond out of Cleveland, and then he would just sign with the Nets. Like, mm. so Kyrie and Harden are on this run right now, which is like great. And they're, I think they're like nine and three without the rant, and that's cool, right? But this is the the problem that I have with this is we already saw this. We already saw Kyrie and Durant go on a tear at the beginning of the season before they traded for Harden. Right, you, you add. You can't just add Kevin Durant in and be like, "Oh yeah, it's gonna be great." This is the when healthy at his peak is the second best player in the NBA. Like you, you can't just shove him in. Like you, you got to work out a game plan. Like you got to figure out what, who's who's getting the ball, who's taking these touches, who's taking this many shots. Like it's gonna mess. Like it worked well with two of them, and I was great with Kyrie and Durant. I, I was. So on that bandwagon for them to go to the finals. But now I'm out because of the Harden thing. I'm telling you, they Trey Kyrie, like I'm gonna say it again, Trey Kyrie and, and you will go to the finals. That that that's it right there. 
I hate the Nets. I don't know why. I, just, I hate them. Like, why, why do you have these three guys? Like, why, why is it that necessary? Like, you you got three guys like this to be the 36-year-old geezer. A geezer. Like, like I'll come out and say it. LeBron James is an old a man. Geezer. He's an old man, bro. Like, he's 36 years old. Come on, bro. That, that dude is uh, not as old as J.J. Watta. All right. All right, bro. <laughs> Am I gonna continue to take you for this one? Because oh yeah, I didn't know how oh, old yeah. he was. I, I don't know. Dude, he's been in the league for. And he's ninety-seven. He said he about 38, 40. <laughs> I said thirty-eight. <laughs> thirty-six. About forty-five. Thirty-six, bro. All right, let's go to the second to last question. This one was sent in by my friend Behoff, Brandon Hoffman. He says, "What do you guys think about the Knicks?" Do you think they have a shot at doing anything in the playoffs? No. <laughs> I was about to say, is this a joke? Like, no. No. Go the absolute like, good for you guys making a little run, making a little name for New York again this it's year. But run, like, it's not. It's not even Jesus. Run, like, they're they're. I think they're like seventeen and eighteen. No, I think Julius Randle is going to make some noise in the playoffs. Are you kidding me? No. Julius Randle, uh, D-Rose, Wash D-Rose, and Emmanuel quickly. <laughs> like, they're they're going to win a first-round series. Like, no. That'd be sad, dude, dude. Like, like, I don't – The East is bad, but I don't think it's that bad. <laughs> it's not bad. The East is bad, dude. Dude, the playoff. Heat are, like, fourth in the East right like, now. Legit, last week, they were, they were 11th. What happened? I mean, they won like three games. Everyone, yeah, they won. They won three won games, three dude. Games, <laughs> and they jumped up that high. Like, I don't, I don't know, bro. Like, I just, no. The Knicks. I'm, I'm glad that, like, uh, yeah, Knicks fans. Like, you got a little bit of hope, whatever. But like, bro, like you're, you're, you're four seed and you don't even have a positive record, bro. Like, like look at, like you put the Knicks in the West. They're like the thirteenth seed. <laughs> like, come on, bro. Like, stop this. And the, the, the person who asked the question is not even a Knicks fan. He's a Sixers fan. So it's not like – Just stir it up. It's not like you, stirring you, up you start a pot. Like, <laughs> Maybe he hates the Knicks and knew we were going to trash him. Uh, I don't I actually – I don't mind the Knicks, to be honest. I kind of feel bad for Knicks fans. I'd say there's really no reason to dislike the Knicks at this yeah. point, I feel like. Nah, yeah. Yeah, they, they've done trash. legit nothing to me. It's bad. All right. Uh, so let's move on to the last question. Um. This one was sent by Richie. This question is, can you guys give your thoughts on Ben Simmons and is he a top 20 player in the league? Yes. Top 20, think, yes, for sure. I yeah. Think, I think I think Ben but, Simmons is constantly disrespected. Yes. And realistically, he is probably the best perimeter defender in the NBA mm -hmm. and also has extremely good interior defense, just given his size. Um, I would say he's one of the top five passers in the NBA as well. Uh, his vision on the court is unreal. I, obviously, the big knock on his game is his outside shooting. But like with what the Sixers have done signing wise and I what I hope they do as well, I hope they go out and get Kyle. Larry at the trade deadline because I feel like he'd be the absolute perfect fit and would make that team not only like they're already contenders but like championship like this is our year but stay in Kyle Lowry 
I think he's trash. That dude drives. And I think over Ben Simmons, like last six games, he's been averaging like 25, 7, and 7. Like, who doesn't want that on their team? Yeah, right. Shooting like also like 60 plus percent from the floor. Like, he is a fantastic guy. Casuals will tell you that he needs to shoot more, but yeah, Ben Simmons is a top 20 player in the NBA. Easy. That's exactly where the where the Ben Simmons like slander comes from. Is it comes from casuals? Casuals that yeah. like see the memes on Instagram. They're like, "Oh, Ben Simmons can't shoot." Like, bro, like if on you, Twitter. Yeah, if you don't understand what Ben Simmons does on a basketball court and why he's so highly valued in the NBA, you just you don't know basketball. Like you, like you you can look at a stat sheet. You can look at a stat sheet and be like, "Oh, Ben Simmons only averages fourteen points, six rebounds, and seven assists." But bro, like. Do you watch the game? He's also probably the defensive player of the year. I said he's the best perimeter defender in the NBA. I I think he's a better defender than Kawhi Leonard. Like, and again, the interior defense, same thing. The he is criminally underrated because he doesn't know how Mm -hmm. to shoot a three. Criminally underrated. Like and I don't even think that's true. I think he can. He just doesn't. I, I that is like a whole separate yeah ordeal. It's yeah, we've seen him. But this is the NBA. If, if, if you could, you would. I don't think yeah. that's true. I think it's so funny how literally it took what I mean a year, maybe at most, for all these all these Sixers fans to go real quiet. Talking about we need to get rid of Ben if we ever want to win anything. <laughs> yeah. All this, you know, that's so true. Dude. That's all you heard last year and the year before that. That's so true. You, we're never going to win anything with this guy. We got to get rid of him now. And now he's like, now you ask a Philly fan, and you know he's the next coming of God. But it's it's just it's so clear that he is the guy that you need to keep on that team. Like Buss said, for what he does, and the fact the Sixers finally put some guys around him to make up for that lack of shooting yeah. makes his value skyrocket exactly. to what it already was, which was huge. Right. But all these Philly fans are real quiet now. They're real and quiet. I know, I know like the shooting aspect is like a huge part of basketball. And like, it's not just something that players like really develop. They definitely get better at it. But like you either have like this jumper or you don't most of the time, but if he could develop, any type of jump shot to make a defender fear it. We're talking about that dude's a top five, top three player possibly in the NBA. Yeah. On, on both sides Giannis. of the ball. Like Ron James. Yeah. Like it, he James. would be, what he, he would is. probably be the most dominating force on both sides of the ball. And you yeah. guys are like trying to get rid of him. Like I'll, I'll take him in Miami. Jesus. The same thing you said about Giannis, you can say about Ben Simmons. If you yeah, have between something, it's got to be him trying to get that outside shot or at mm-hmm. least a little bit of a mid-range jumper or something. You can say the same exact thing. And no one's saying, let's get rid of Giannis. No. <laughs> you yeah, know what no, I mean? You're right. But it's just, I think, again, from like a, from a casual standpoint, like you look at Giannis's stat line and you think Giannis is a top player in the league. Baseball is like he – his stats look like he plays in 2K, bro. Like he, this man plays my career in, in real life. Like Ben Simmons on paper – when you compare him against other NBA players, like his stats don't match up because he puts so much effort on the defensive end of the floor on running an offense. Like, and we're seeing it this year with the shooters around him. And I'm, I'm so glad that Philly decided to do that instead of trading for Harden. 
because I think they would have been worse off if they traded for Harden as compared to keeping Ben Simmons, to be you completely think, honest. You think Ben Simmons would have been gone if they got James Harden? I think I think the way that that offense is set up is like pearl for Ben Simmons. Like, as far as now, now having the shooters on the floor, I just think the whole James Harden dribble, dribble, dribble thing just sucks. So, yeah, that's that's where I'm at. Like, I just think it works better, especially like when you have guys like, you know, Embiid, like who obviously wants to get his shots up, like he's the MVP. Um, guys like Tobias, like Seth, like all these different guys who are going to want to get their shots up. You got James Harden who wants to take 45 shots a night. Like it's just not going to work out that way. You know what I mean? So that's, that's, that's where my head's at with that one. So I don't know if you guys have any other thoughts. Seth Curry has been playing way above his depth too, which, which helps, which helps that team so much that he's playing the way he is. Yeah. Cause I did not think he was going to play that well. No. Which he hasn't cause he hasn't before he's been right. balling for Philly. I, I think they still need to trade for one more piece. I would love to see Reddick come back, but I also seen I think it's gonna Reddick's happen. name kind of been talked about in many places uh, for the trade deadline. I just, that, that team is good enough to win. And it's one of the, Key reasons is Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, can't deny that. I don't. I don't think Larry's going to come though. To be honest, I don't. I don't like. I. I really, honestly, don't like Larry on that team. I don't like that fit. I don't like him in general. I, I mean, <laughs> but like, think about it. Like, if you trade for Larry, like, you're going to have to. Uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? Like, you're going to have to. Like, you're not benching Kyle Lowry. Like, Kyle, why like, not? Why why Kyle Lowry's not coming off the bench? Kyle Lowry's too good to be coming off the bench. I think I don't think that dude is like a egomaniac like that though. I, I think if you sat him down and were like, Yeah, we're we're going for a championship. This is what we have going right now. If it turns into us inserting you into the starting lineup, then yes, we will have to. And we'll obviously mix some things around, but this is our lineup right now. It's obviously gotten us to first place in the East, but you're here to take us over to top and where we need help right now is bench. So I, I understand that, but that's not, I'm not talking about him and his ego. What I'm saying is I think Kyle Lowry is too good of a basketball player to have on your bench. Like if I, if, if I'm the Sixers, I trade for Kyle Lowry, he's I'm inserting him into the starting lineup. Well, then he would play shoot. There's no, there's no physical way that they trade for him and he's sitting the bench. Not because yeah, of his ego, I, but just because of how good he is. And what do you think they'd have to give up to get him too? A lot. They like then, they, they would have to give up like they would have to give up yeah. a piece. They would have to give up shake. They'd probably have to give up a pick. A pick or give two. up a lot for him not to play right away would right. not go over well. I don't I don't I think I would much rather see them get like more depth, more shooting, like we're talking about like you like you said with JJ Reddick, out instead of Kyle Lowry. That's I, I just I I don't like the I think JJ Reddick is a cheaper piece to oh, yeah. go out and get oh, yeah yeah but he's also not like jj reddick's not like demanding the ball like I, I would see kyle lowry taking way more shots than somebody like seth curry would or like jj reddick you know what i mean yeah the d so. or the offense they've been running would almost have to change yeah with kyle lowry because they don't really have a guy that right now is running i feel like true true point guard style like kyle lowry is going to want to run no yeah so why why change up your offense for for this guy when it's really going like well? Shake, but like Shake and Kyle Lowry are 
two totally different players. So, yeah, um, that's that's where I'm at. So, do you guys have any other last last minute thoughts before we end this episode, gentlemen? All good. All good. All, All right. Good. So to everybody that submitted a question. Just want to thank you guys again for submitting the questions. If you did not hear your question on this episode, I will be making a video later this week. I'm going to answer all the questions that you guys submitted. Do not worry. That's going to be on the Instagram, Instagram at Sam Sports Talk. It's also going to go to YouTube because, you know, whatever, I'm going to post it on there. That's YouTube.com slash Sam Sports Talk. TikTok shit, whatever. If you guys want to follow that at Sam Sports Talk. My Twitter's at Sam Lucchini. The blog is SamSportsTalk.com. Guys, thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.